0: The Secret Room t-shirts are back on Amazon Prime with free returns. Check them out in men's and women's styles in five great colors. Just search for The Secret Room Podcast on Amazon. Thanks.
1: Seriously, tell me your secret. (laughs) Okay. Uh, With fake nails, I can't pick my noses efficiently. (laughs) And that bums you out? It super bums me out. thank you. (laughs)
0: Hey everyone, it's Ben. Today we're gonna present Jessica's complex story of a life defined by mixed truths and half lies, all brought on by alcoholism, an untimely death, and a broken marriage. Hello? Jessica, hi, it's Ben.
1: Hi Ben, how are you?
0: Hi, I'm good, how are you?
1: Good.
0: Jessica joined me from the basement of her house in Chicago. Oh
1: my goodness, sorry Ben.
0: Where she set up her own secret room. (laughs)
1: You know how that. Oh, here's my life. This is my real life.
0: Bye. Oh my God. So cute. Is this the
1: audio you wanted?
0: <laughs> they got any stories to tell? They can be on the show too. <laughs> okay, great.
1: Happy to come back.
0: But I'll tell you right now, and this is a spoiler alert we've got a happy ending for you.
1: The story is dramatic.
0: The journey to that ending is an exploration of a unique set of circumstances. Circumstances shaped by societal norms and a tragic event that coupled to corner Jessica into the odd limbo she finds herself in today.
1: Just running up the stairs again, getting my workout.
0: Sounds like somebody's vacuuming. <laughs>
1: I'm guessing you don't want the Roomba running in the background, so turn
0: And once the dogs were out, and the Roomba was shut off, and her basement studio was configured,
1: Still recording, let me check.
0: Jessica and I were ready to go. Okay. So I think we're all set.
1: Yes, I'm downstairs away from the noise.
0: How old were you when your father died?
1: I was 13. I was in eighth grade, yeah.
0: You're listening to The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. I'm Ben Ham.
1: Hi, I'm Jessica, and my secret is that I don't tell people that my father died.
0: Jessica, welcome to The Secret Room.
1: Thanks for having me, Ben.
0: How many people know your secret?
1: The people who are the closest to me know, but I think people who might consider themselves still pretty close to me, they don't know.
0: Uh, Do you have brothers and sisters?
1: I have an older brother, he's a half-brother, so we have had the same dad.
0: In your 13 years before your father died, Mm -hmm. what was life like as a kid?
1: My parents actually got divorced when I was in kindergarten. They were still very much in love, but my dad, unfortunately, was an alcoholic. Granted, he was a very high-functioning alcoholic. Uh My mom would plead with my dad's family to be a support system, and no one believed her.
0: So your father was, you say, high functioning. Yes. And that was to the point where nobody believed your mother that he was an alcoholic and that that alcoholism caused significant problems in the marriage.
1: Correct. Because in their minds, you can't be an alcoholic and have a high earning job and have nice stuff and be fit and active. And my dad was huge into fitness. Um... And I guess they were picturing someone laying in the gutter in ratty clothes and not going to work, and that's the only kind of person who can be an alcoholic, so they just weren't about it. Did you
0: ever suspect there was physical abuse or anything like that?
1: From things that my mom has said, I actually do think that there were times that my dad became physical with her, which is really hard for me to even think about because I have this idealized image of of who my dad was and
0: how was your relationship with him
1: it was great it was great i mean he was like everything to me and right before he died i (laughs) was a typical 13 year old and i can still remember his face when i told him when we were in the mall one day that he couldn't hold my hand and he had to walk behind me (laughs) and i feel so sad (laughs) that haunted me for a while (laughs)
0: Yeah. I guess he was able to conceal his alcoholism from you as well.
1: To a point, yes.
0: Okay. From your answer, I take it that you were able to sense as a kid that something was going on.
1: I mean, I think kids are a lot more perceptive than we realize. I would notice that my dad smelled funny or that he was acting funny. He would have a few drinks and I can remember that making me uncomfortable. Very much so.
0: So how did he die?
1: Ah, it is such a loaded question. The answer that I give people is that he had a grand mal seizure. It's just this really big type of seizure that, I mean, can render you basically a vegetable. And he died from complications resulting from that. When he died, he had actually been in a pretty heavy binge. He had been sober for a while, and he went back to drinking and pretty heavily. He abruptly stopped drinking. That induced a seizure. He actually fell onto his face, hit with his face kind of in a pillow or blanket, and he uh, suffocated.
0: Oh, it's terrible.
1: It's terrible. As if it couldn't be worse, I was the one who found him. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: How long had he been dead when you found him?
1: Several hours. Um, I had talked to him in the morning. He was sober, and he's like, you know, I'm shaking like a leaf. And for some reason, that really resonated with me. I must have known something was wrong about that. And later on, I think my mom got the same sense, because she looked at me, and she's like, you know, maybe we should go visit your dad, just say hi. As soon as we pulled up to the house, there was this feeling that was just this heaviness. I knew and my mom knew that he was dead in that house. To this day, I know that I looked at him, but all I can remember seeing are his legs and they were this very dead color, like a blue-gray, some color that you're not when you're alive the first thing that came out of my mouth was he's killed himself i just walked out of the house totally in shock there was a pastor up the street that my dad was friends with and i just can remember my mom telling me to run up the street to go to his house i knocked on his door and his wife answered i had never met her and i looked at her and i said hello My dad killed himself. Can I come into your house? I mean, that's how I said it. I can't imagine being that poor woman. To this day, I think about her. I'm like, (laughs) oh my gosh, what must she even have thought?
0: Hmm. How old was your father when he died?
1: He was only 44.
0: So how was your mom?
1: A wreck. My mom has been through a lot of bad shit in her life. And this was just like the cherry on top of that. It pretty much tipped her over the edge. The personal low of the day, even though you'd think it'd be finding my dad dead, was watching my mom sit in a cop car and be questioned because she called the police and said, I'm at my ex-husband's house and he's dead. And I think that raised a couple of red flags.
0: You were 13. Yeah. Could not have been easy at all, not for anybody, much less a teen. Right. How long had your parents been divorced at that time?
1: Mm, About seven, eight years. I had seen him the night before he died, and that one kills me because he actually was drunk when I saw him. And he had spilled some food on him, and I had this white sweatshirt on, and he asked me to give him a hug, and I said no. (laughs) So.
0: Sounds like you regret that
1: absolutely um it's hard that one's still hard yeah yeah because you know I, i couldn't have known that that would be the last time that i would have the opportunity to hug him yeah and then the next time that i was able to touch him he was cold and in a casket that should have been a closed casket it was open he looked horrible He looked like someone who had suffocated. He was blue and had a pound of makeup cakes on him. And it's like, this just doesn't get any better, Ben. I mean, there is no, there's no part of this story that's good. It's just a shit show.
0: Well, Jessica, was your mother remarried at the time?
1: She actually has never remarried. My dad ended up remarrying this horrible woman. And I think really he was just lonely. Um, yeah.
0: How was your half brother through all this?
1: He kind of got the short end of the stick. My dad's family, they weren't there for my brother. They still aren't, no one is. He's always kind of been an outsider and I am too with my dad's family. And especially once my dad died and that link was missing, it's just, it was awkward.
0: But you are his daughter. Right. Uh, I I don't understand. Perhaps you can, (laughs) can you explain why you're an outsider with your grandparents and, and your father's family?
1: And my aunts and uncles. Yeah. I blamed them for never acknowledging that he was an alcoholic. I mean, I can remember being a kid and yelling at them and saying, My dad is an alcoholic. Please help him. Please help him. They just thought that it was my mom putting this stuff in my head. And so that didn't help the already tense relationship that I had with them.
0: Right. So how often do you talk to his family your family on your father's side
1: no his family is more fitting you know we're just civil yeah holidays and whatnot could be worse yeah could be worse
0: so your father died were you feeling a sense of pity at that point that sense of pity that you feel now
1: oh god yes 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 hugely and that was really the first time that I stopped telling people that my dad had died it is like just this icky feeling to feel like people are doing things for you or affording you opportunities because your dad has died. Like, it's sick. I don't set out to to trick people. And even as an adult, people pity you for losing your dad as a kid.
0: I mean, of course it comes from a good place.
1: I know that it does. On the flip side of that... For sure, I have leveraged the fact that I had a shitty thing happen to me, absolutely used that as kind of fuel to get me different places where I needed to be, and I don't think it's irrelevant. And yet here I am, hypocrite of the year, like, okay, yes, this happened to me, and yeah, I'm great, because I was okay through it, but also don't pity me. But just let me in the door to this law firm or whatever. I know it's hypocritical.
0: So if I'm hearing you right, it sounds like one example was you're in a job interview and you describe this as a part of your past and a challenge that you've overcome. Yes. I think that's okay. I I mean, we are all a sum of our experiences.
1: I think it's okay, too. I don't want to be that person that uses it in an icky way I get it yeah it can feel that way just because I make a habit of not telling people about it and then here I am like okay but
0: right you know Jessica I wouldn't be too hard on myself about that
1: yeah well yeah it's easy to be hard on myself just generally that's just who I am
0: (laughs) I understand so you have a father figure now I do tell me about that
1: This is a person who was in a very long-term relationship with my aunt. He'd been in my life since I was born, literally. This is where it gets confusing when I'm telling the come clean story with my friends who I've realized are going to be close friends. So my dad, let's call him Kevin. And the father figure that I have in my life now, we can call him Joe. Kevin, my dad, and Joe were pretty close towards the end there. I can actually remember when my dad died, for some reason I played his messages on his answering machine. The only message on there was a message from Joe. That stuck with me very much because it was like this was the last person who tried to reach out to him. Little did I know that Joe would become the dad that I have in my life now. He constantly checked on my mom and I, dropped off groceries, just kind of did dad things. I was a shitty teenager, and he really (laughs) just didn't give up on me. A lot of people gave him a hard time. They made it this unseemly thing, like why is this grown man, you know, trying to be around this young girl? Like they made it this gross, weird thing if you adopted someone or if you choose to be a parent no one says why is this grown man choosing to have a baby like does he have a thing with babies like what is that so that was really difficult and especially my dad's family they just found it to be this horrendous thing
0: But meanwhile, they were not doing what Joe was doing
1: Exactly. Exactly. That is the problem that I have with it to this day, is that they had a problem with it, but none of them said, you know what? We fucked up. We're sorry. We're here now.
0: Joe got kind of a raw deal.
1: Yeah. I refer to him as my dad. So if you can kind of see where this starts to get tricky is like as if it hasn't been tricky already to this point oh my (laughs) gosh ben you're probably like thinking i'm crazy but (laughs) when i'm telling people oh my parents or oh my dad said this the other day then i can't just casually be like and also my dad died but not that dad my other dad it's just this this mess that i get myself into and i don't quite know what to do so i just don't do anything i just don't I just keep it secret.
0: And part of the trick you're dealing with there is that when you talk about your dad, he doesn't live with you. He doesn't. He's not married to your mom. Right. How do you explain that? Right. Do you say they're divorced if, it, if questions come up? Or, you know, how far down that rabbit hole do you go?
1: I just say that they're not married. And sometimes people will say, oh, were your parents divorced? And I'm like, yeah. Because my parents were divorced, but then I'm like, oh my God. You're
0: mixing truths.
1: Yes, I am. I'm mixing truths. I'm telling half truths and I feel like a scumbag. I hate when I have to talk to people about anything remotely related to my dad slash other dad or mom.
0: Well, listen, it's your story. I think you should be able to tell it the way you like. I see that it's not easy. Yeah. It's hard.
1: It is. I mean, I even waited uh, probably six months before i told my now husband when he was my boyfriend i just couldn't it was weird wow yeah i know
0: what was his reaction when you unfolded this story for him (laughs) he was very sweet i don't know
1: why i know i don't know why he didn't run at that point that was probably his exit and he missed it
0: (laughs) that was his chance
1: now it's 10 years later so what are we gonna do way too late
0: (laughs) So did Joe know that your dad, your real dad, your mm-hmm. biological dad... I
1: know. See, I do that yeah, too. right.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, did Joe know that he was an alcoholic?
1: Yes, he did. And he was actually one of the very few people who acknowledged that um, in any way that mattered. Last year on my dad's death anniversary, one of my uncles literally sent me a text that said having a beer for your dad right now. Wow. I know.
0: I mean, a beer is alcohol. It seems very... um...
1: Inappropriate? Yeah, super inappropriate. But I wanted to text back and be like, are you kidding me? As you can tell, I'm totally over it, so
0: (laughs) 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 it's fine, yeah. (laughs) What does your mother think about you calling Joe dad?
1: We kind of ignore it now. She has no choice but to accept the fact that he has been the father figure that I have. I mean, he hasn't left. He could have left and he didn't.
0: Seems remarkable to me. I'm I'm picturing the scene where you're with Joe and your mom and he introduces you as his daughter.
1: Yeah. My mom's like, that's awkward for me because then people think Joe and I had a kid together and we didn't. And I get that, but I'm also like, we're not the first unconventional family in history.
0: (laughs) I think it's kind of beautiful, actually. But (laughs) tricky or confusing.
1: It's confusing. For sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is.
0: Wow. Do, Do you ever fear that your biological father would be hurt if he knew that you called Joe your dad
1: I think he would be happy that I didn't have to live my life and the, the really formative years of my life without a dad. So I think that he he would like that I had someone. And he was really – he had a an odd sense of humor, and I think he would find the situation that we were just talking about where Joe introduces me as his daughter and my mom sitting there, like, so uncomfortable. He would find something really hilarious in there, like, just – That would be his type of humor. So I think he's up there laughing.
0: Why did you want to tell your secret today?
1: I think I just don't want it to have this power over me that it has that makes me feel like I'm keeping something, something that's a secret. I never meant for it to be a secret. I'm not ashamed of my dad. I'm not ashamed that he died. I'm sad, it's something that I'll never get over, but there's something about me not telling people that I think could make it seem like, like I'm trying to forget that it happened or forget my dad, that's not what it is. I need to start being okay with people knowing, even if they're gonna pity me, so be it, whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If there's one thing that you think you've learned from all this, what, what might that be?
1: Oh God. (laughs) you know what the thing that i've learned is don't worry about what other people are going to think about you all of this stems from my own thoughts and look where i am all of these years later and i'm stuck in this place maybe now i'm not stuck maybe i'll just make a sign go around
0: (laughs) i'd like to see that (laughs) jessica thank you for sharing your story
1: thanks for having me
0: you're welcome So if you see a woman in her early 30s walking around Chicago with a couple of yippie dogs, randomly turning off Roombas, and wearing a sign on her head that proclaims, My dad died, and I'm not going to get over it, but I've got another dad now who's not related to me, and guess what? It's all good. Thanks a lot. Why not give her a nod and maybe say, That's kind of a long sign you got there, (laughs) but yeah, unconventional families are cool too. I think she'd like that a lot. Jessica sent me some pictures to share, of course, with the Secret Room family. First up, there's a picture of her bio dad looking really dapper, in a sharp suit and a red tie. And next, there's a pic of Jessica, as an adorable kid, taken about the time her parents were getting divorced. And of course, you have to see her dogs. Jessica sent me the picture by text, and she captioned it, cutest little turkeys, ever. And I have to concur. All these pictures are waiting for you now, at facebook.com slash secretroompod. Go get them.
1: next time on the secret room
0: hi my secret is that i dated a mafia kingpin sally joins us from athens to tell us about her unique love affair 5 a.m drops me off hasn't touched me okay he's a gentleman A killer and a gentleman (laughs) oh is he killer yeah wow serious yeah she details the unconventional way her romance blossomed gives us eyes inside the syndicate, and tells us how she got out. So we're in the house watching television on the couch. And then we heard a creak. He flew over me, reached into the side table, and pulled out a gun.
1: And I was like, holy shit.
0: Sally's secret romance inside a Greek crime syndicate is next on our starting line. Don't miss episode 57, Mafia Princess. Would you like to join me in the credits? Sure. Cool. Okay, you're up.
1: Okay. Our music is by Breakmaster Cylinder.
0: And for the 56th time, thanks everyone for downloading. Be sure to see Jessica's great pictures. They're waiting for you right now at facebook.com slash secret room pod, where we have pictures for all of our shows. And we would love it if you like, follow, and share the page with your friends while you're there. And Jessica, may ask you, how do you listen to The Secret Room?
1: On Overcast.
0: I love Overcast. Yeah. It's a great app. Wherever you listen, please leave us a great review. It's a nice way to give back to this little podcast that's here for you. If there is one thing we've learned in this little corner of the podverse, it's that everyone has a story they've never told. Tell us yours. It's fun.
1: You can share your story at secretroompodcast.com.
0: Thanks as always to the Street Secret team for providing those secrets that open the show and to Susie Lark for production assistance. I'm Ben Ham and this is The Secret Room. Pod on. Pod on. (laughs) You were brave to put it out there.
1: Yeah, I feel, I mean, my hands are a little bit cold and clammy but you know what it's like whatever i mean there are so many people on this earth i cannot be the only person who's done something weird like this i mean
0: not at all hello
1: i listen to your podcast so i know there's a bunch of weird people just like me
0: and i know you mean that in the best possible way
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
0: everybody's got their story The Secret Room t-shirts are back on Amazon Prime with free returns. Check them out in men's and women's styles in five great colors. Just search for The Secret Room Podcast on Amazon. Thanks.